everyone, it's Leslyn Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project. I'd like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Lipedema reduction surgery improves pain, mobility, physical function, and quality of life. Case series report. This was a paper that was published by surgeons and clinicians in the US. The lead author is Thomas Wright, and it was published in the peer-reviewed journal PRS Global Open in November 2023. It was recommended by Kathy Plavkan, a person who's really involved in our lipedema community. The aim of this paper was to describe the benefits experienced by women in the USA after lipedema reduction surgery using techniques that were to protect the lymphatics. So it's important to note, the authors said that, you know, lipedema reduction surgery, also known as liposuction, is not performed for cosmetic reasons when we're using it for lipedema, although improvements in that area may be achieved, that's not the primary reason. Rather, this procedure is what they call reconstructive surgery, and it is designed to improve function. So the methods used for this paper was, it was a retrospective chart review of all patients diagnosed with lipedema who were seen at a particular clinic during 2016 to 2022. This was at Dr. Thomas Wright's clinic in the USA. And all the people who came to that clinic were interested in this lipedema reduction liposuction procedure for lipedema. So in total, charts from 189 participants who underwent one or more surgeries were reviewed. So what were the assessments that they did on these patients? And the authors wanted the reader to know that whatever the assessments were used, it really changed over the years because we're looking at that block of time from 2016 to 2022. And not all patients had the same data collected because they changed what they were looking at. And so, for instance, for the whole time period, BMI and documentation on tissue lobules and notation of any surgical complications were done for that entire time. But for instance, on say knee function, they really only started collecting that data in 2019. So there is some of these, depending on which outcome or assessment we're looking at, we might have a smaller than that 189 patient population that's being looked at. So they started doing something called the patient reported outcome measures information system. And this is a self-report survey that evaluates and monitors physical, mental, and social health in adults. They also started doing what's called the RAND short-form medical outcome study. And this is a self-reported survey that looks at eight different domains of health with all of the domains contributing to an overall score for quality of life and health. They also, as I said, started in 2019, started looking at knee flexion or knee function. And so specifically, they looked at that range of motion or how much the person could bend their knee. And this, they felt, was really critical for things like walking, doing activities of daily living, for climbing stairs, for getting out of a car or up and down out of a chair, things like that. So it was really important to look at that 
knee function or how much the person can bend their knee. They also start looking at gait because gait abnormalities can limit mobility and the ability to perform activities of daily living. And when you have gait abnormalities, you're at a higher risk for falling. And of course, they always are going to be looking at surgical complications. Whenever a surgery is performed, you always make a notation of any adverse events or uh, complications. So let's look a little bit about the participants in this study. The 189 uh, participants that they looked at their charts. The average age was 51 years old. Average BMI was 34.5. And remember, anything over 30 is kind of the line for obesity. And we looked at the stages. They used a three-stage model, so one being the most mild stage. They only had seven participants that were in stage one. They had 80 that were in stage two. And the most of the participants, 102, were in stage three. This, I found the next thing very interesting. Uh, 174 out of the 189 participants had their arms affected. And, you know, there's been other reports that the arms are not as affected usually, but in this, it was pretty substantial part of the group that had arms affected. And 154 were type 3 lipedema. And remember, that type is that you're affected from your waist to your ankles. So that was the largest type in this group. And then looking at some other results, they did collect data on the comorbidities, the other conditions that these participants had along with their lipedema. And so I just found this really interesting. So 74% of the 189 patients had lymphedema along with lipedema. Another 50% had hypermobility, meaning that their joints could move through a greater range of motion that is normal. That's when, like when your elbow goes backwards and things like that. 49% had spider veins, which is not as severe as varicose veins, but another 24% actually had that more severe condition of varicose veins. 29% had arthritis. 26% had low thyroid, and we've seen some studies that have been over 30% it had that. So this was similar. 23% had depression, and everything else was you know, a lower percentage, so not as many participants had various other conditions. So the most prevalent was lymphedema, and that's not surprising since most of the participants were in that later stage, stage three. So let's look at the surgical complications in the 189 participants. So of course they all went through surgery. So they had data on all of the participants as far as any complications. So they had one participant that became anemic after her surgery and it required overnight hospitalization and a blood transfusion. So that's one out of the 189 participants. Another one patient, another single patient, had suffered a blood clot. And this was a patient that was at risk for getting blood clots anyhow, and she failed to comply with the prevention measures, and then she got a blood clot. And then 22 patients, or 5% of the participants, suffered from lightheadedness, and this was found to be due to a decreased hemoglobin level. And then... They did do bioimpedance 
and ultrasound to see if there was any injury to the lymphatics. And it was found post-surgically that none of the 189 participants had any lymphatic damage after the surgery. So then looking at the knee range of motion, remember they wanted to look at knee function because they felt like this was so important to quality of life and ability to, you know, mobility and get around and do your activities of daily living. And so unfortunately, because it started collecting this data later, they only have 26 patients in this group, but of those 26 patients, they had significant improvement in their knee flexion. They also were looking at what's called a valgus deformity, and that's when you become knock-kneed. This is very common with obesity that your knees start to go in like that. And they had post-surgery, those patients that had that deformity, it was decreased. And they made a note to say that the average increase in knee flexion after a total knee replacement is just under five degrees. And that's about half the average improvement that these participants had after their lipedema reduction surgery. So that was interesting. Gait, they only looked at 19 patients for gait. And four of the 19 participants, only four had a normal gait prior to surgery. So 15 out of 19 had an abnormal gait. And after surgery, 15 out of 19 had a normal gait. So 11 of those people that did not have a normal gait improved after their surgery. They not only improved, but they had a normal gait. So that's pretty impressive. And then looking at body fat, this was looked at in 64 patients. And the average total and segmental body fat mass decreased significantly after surgery. And you would guess this. I mean, if you're doing a, a lipedema reduction, liposuction, you would expect that you would have less body fat. But interestingly, the total body fat percentage decreased from 47% to 43%. That was interesting. And then looking at um, some of those other health markers, those self-report surveys, the acronym for the first one is called PROMISE. And that one, the scores improved significantly. The total score went from 40 to 46. Interestingly, all questions related to mobility, every single one improved. And so this really correlates with a decreased likelihood of future disability. That's what they found when they were looking at this particular survey interest instrument, that when you get a higher score after an intervention, it means that you're less likely to have future disability. And so I neglected to say there was 53 patients that did this self-report survey. And the other self-report survey they did also with 53 patients was the, the RAND short form 36. And they had uh, statistically significant improvement in all eight of the domains that are looked at with this survey instrument. And interestingly, the scores prior to surgery in every domain, the participants were lower than average for the general population. And after the surgery, they improved significantly and in every domain. And some of them, they were actually above average for the uh, general population level. So that was interesting uh, response there. And then lobules. So this 
information was documented on 101 of the patients and 69 of the patients out of 101, 68%, no longer had any lobules after surgery. And the authors suggest that this may have contributed significantly to their improvements in gait. A typical place to have a lobule is on the inside of your thigh, and you can see how that would impede your ability to walk well. So what are the conclusions the authors came up with? They conclude that lipedema reduction surgery is very effective for the lipedema population. And this study showed improved knee mechanics, range of motion, and gait. It also, the self-report survey showed decreased pain, improved walking speed, and other functions, such as going up downstairs, rising from a chair. These, And there was also improvements in emotional and social well-being. And then the lipedema reduction surgery is as, as least as effective in treating lipedema-related knee issues as a total knee replacement. So that was an interesting outcome. They did have some limitations that they reported. And one is that this data is from a single clinic and only one surgeon from Dr. Thomas Wright. And the number of patients in some of the outcome measures is pretty small, I think down to 19 and going all the way up to 189. And some of the outcome measures might be subject to what we call recall bias. So the self-report surveys where a patient is having to remember what their experience was, there might be some bias in there. And then, of course, this was not a randomized placebo-controlled clinical trial, but the authors state that because of ethical considerations, they really couldn't do that with this particular study. So I really feel like this paper is important for women with lipedema because we now have more information on improvements that may be experienced by some patients with lipedema after lipedema reduction surgery. And this new information combined with the relatively few and mild surgical complications suggests that surgical intervention may be very effective and relatively safe intervention for some patients with lipedema. I hope it was helpful for you to hear about this paper. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or at this website, lipedema-simplified.org flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes and they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join me again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing.